This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. Although I have just heard the sound of the ice cream truck. This makes me happy. <laughs> this makes life <laughs> can infinitely hear, better. Can you hear it? so laura i know last week we were having a bit of a rough one both of us (laughs) um how are you doing this week i am good antibiotics have kicked in my armpit no longer smells like rotten flesh Um, (laughs) love that for everyone listening in their dinner right now (laughs) (laughs) you know like tiktok sound where it's it's the little boy says like mum's made mum's dinner made dinner again it's rotten that's what I keep saying about my armpit. It's rotten uh, in a Scottish no, accent. Anyway, I don't know, but you're no, okay. Is, it's, it's really great, though. It's really great. It's really great. <laughs> no, my week got significantly better because I went and picked up my little mate, Bubby. I'm now I a mean, dog mummy. I mean, right. This is I think, right. First of all, I haven't met him yet, and it's killing me. Rude. We will talk about this Rude. in a minute. Like, I know, no, mate. I'm, I'm there. I will come and live at your house. Like, he's so cute, and also, I didn't know. It was like a fleeting comment at some point in time and you were like, oh, we're thinking about getting a dog. And then all of a sudden on Instagram, it's like, hi, here's our dog with a bow tie on. <laughs> Mate, tell me about Buddy. So <laughs> extra with the bow tie. Yeah, well, Matt's been on and on for ages about getting a puppy. He really, really wanted um, to get a kitten, but I really don't like cats. I'm sorry for being one that loves cats. It's not personal. I don't hate your cat. I just don't particularly like cats in general. My, my dad doesn't like them. My mum's allergic, <laughs> right? Don't hate cat. me. I know everyone's really protective of their like their pets. Anyway, so Matt knew we weren't going to be able to get a kitten. So he was like badgering me, get a dog, get a puppy. I was like, that's great, but you're not going to be the one at home looking after it all the time because you'll be going out to work. And then on the way back from Cornwall, he changed the sat nav to go and see some puppies. And I was like, where are we going? He knew. We were going for like lunch. <laughs> yeah, and they were really cute. And I did plant a seed, but they I didn't feel like they were very good like breeders. They didn't ask questions about me when I tried to kind of explain that I would be a good dog mum because I was at home and that. They would look at me and say, like, I don't give mm. a shit. And I was like, nah. Anyway, planted a seed. And then we went to go and look at some other puppies. And I said to Matt, we're not buying one. We're not getting one today. We, we're not even putting deposit down. So don't get your hopes up. And he just looked at me and he just smiled and went, okay. He knew. And then we he went, knew again. And he knew. Yeah. I said to him on the way home, I was like, you knew that was going to happen, didn't you? He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's great. He's really into feet and belly rubs and um, biting things that he shouldn't be. But he's generally, yeah, he's great. And actually... It's weird for me, like, and I kind of mentioned this a little bit mm. on, like, Instagram, but it has thrown up some, like, weird emotions for me. And, like, I full-on cried for an hour with my mum the other day when she came up to meet him because I was, like, I don't know, the day we got him, the night, and I was going, like, it's okay, mummy's here, mummy's here. Aww. And, like, it was a bit weird. And it was about half one in the morning and me and Matt hadn't slept a wink because we were so, like, is he breathing? Is he too cold? Is he too hot? And it was really sweet mm. to see Matt so besotted with him. And I said to him, like, I'm feeling a bit weird about, like, the whole mummy daddy thing and it's throwing up a lot of emotions for me. Is it you? And he was like, yeah, completely agree. And actually that was really nice because Mm. it wasn't just me. I'm feeling fine about it now, but it was just weird. But I had some lovely messages validating being a dog mum to a fair baby mm. and that they are still your baby. So, yeah, I am really enjoying him. It is hard work, though, I have to say. Like, it's really, really hard work. But yeah. overall... I think people uh, people underestimate how much work a dog is. Yeah. And, yeah... <laughs> 
<laughs> no dog. So you have my sympathies because I don't think while he's a puppy and he's a little cockapoo, isn't he? Yes. So they're they're a li- they're a little bit crazy. So yeah. he's going to be a bit of fun for a good couple of years. I think so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. But he's so cute that I don't care. He's cute. He's so cute. And how are you doing? Because last time we spoke, you were having a bit of a wobble about the dating stuff, and I know like you've been having a bit of a shit time with Instagram as well how are you feeling now uh yeah I'm all right I'm not like 20 out of 10 about it but I'm better um I think basically I don't really want to go into it like on the podcast I think uh I might do at some point and I'm setting healthy boundaries Lauren wow I'm setting healthy (laughs) boundaries honestly you'll be so impressed me in a minute it's really nice (laughs) I might go into it because I've touched on it slightly on an Instagram story and I had a lot of messages about it from people in the same boat and it made me feel less alone about feeling lonely. I'm, I feel really fucking lonely right now and it's really horrible and there is nothing, oh, I don't know the answer. And that's, you know, I have people messaging me, but oh, how do you deal with it? I don't, hon. <laughs> I don't. So I might talk about it at some point. I might not, but it's nice for me to know that it's not just me feeling that, you know, as much as it's wonderful being single and it is and every, all the good stuff that comes with it and having my own home, it also is really fucking lonely when you're working from home 24-7. That doesn't help the dating side of it. But I've been talking to, well, I mean, I've like responded like three times to someone. So we're, well you know, something. <laughs> that's already that's a big good. one. And then I also have decided what I'm doing with Instagram as well. And I've set boundaries there. And I think I'm just taking the pressure off myself. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really pleased that you've done that because like, you were just really feeling the pressure, weren't you? It was. And it was only from me. And I think it's that natural thing of like anything because I started to build a following naturally. You're like, I've got to get more. I've got to get more. Mm. Oh my God. What if it turns into getting ads? And this is the way I leave my corporate job and all this kind of stuff. And the pressure is too much. And I just found myself like I'd go out with my mates and they'd all be like, oh, do you want me to get you a photo for Instagram? I was like, like, I hate that they feel like they have to do Mm. that because obviously that is kind of, yeah, that's what I need. But I just, I found myself not enjoying and not being in the moments for so many things because I was like, okay, can I get this for content? Can I get this for content? Can I do a reel on this? How about a video for this? And the negativity and the horrible comments... I am not cut out to put up with. And that's absolutely fine. So I'm choosing not to. <laughs> so Good for you. That's really great to hear. But I'm keeping on Instagram because I am obsessed with my little community that I have on there because everyone's so fucking nice and they are the reason that they've made me smile and, and made me feel less alone in a lot of stuff in the last like eight months. So yeah, I feel lots better about Instagram. Amazing. Before we crack on with today's episode, we have also got such an exciting announcement. Uh, so a few weeks ago, we got to meet the lovely Veronica who organised the very first Go Love Yourself meet up in Brighton. Oh my God, we love her and we love all of you. We've been chatting to her since then and we've decided we're going to do an official Go Love Yourself meet up at Brighton Beach in two weeks. Yes, so it's going to be on Bank Holiday Monday, the 29th of August from 1pm. We'll be meeting by the Lawns Cafe on Hove Lawns so that we can sit on the grass rather than the pebbles. It's also super near the beach so anyone can go swimming if they want to and laura do you want to (laughs) 
<laughs> of course, I am Moana. So yeah, come along. Everyone is welcome. Uh, bring snacks, drinks, blankets, chairs to sit on, every, anything you want. There'll be people rocking up in their bikinis, I hope. There'll be people going swimming. I might not go swimming, so we can just hang out on the lawn bit. Feel free to come in whatever you're comfortable in. Kids are also welcome. And we've been told that there is a toilet nearby as well. We'll put the event on the Facebook group with more info as well. And we'll put a link to that in the episode description. Really hope to see you there. See you there. So today's guest is one of the founders of an amazing new group. They only launched earlier this year and they're already completely changing the game. This group is called Everybody Outdoors and they're on a mission to improve access to outdoor activities for people in bigger bodies in the UK. Oh, I'm just obsessed. I know you're all going to be obsessed already as well. So a huge, huge welcome to Steph Weatherall. Steph, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. I mean, a little bit warm, but other than that, I'm great. <laughs> it's quite warm today, isn't it? <laughs> Very, very hot. Sweating in all the orifices once again. I'm so bored of it. Like, I don't want to be one of those moany British people, but I am that moany British person. Although I have just heard the sound of the ice cream truck. This makes me happy. This makes life infinitely better. Can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hear it? It's, it's got to be, be something right that's like I'm made in childhood. Just get a Biscoff McWhiffy. McWhiffy? McWhiffy, sorry. This has got to be something that's like in your childhood of like, it just has this like involuntary reflux of you hear it and you're like, oh, must go yeah. get 99. It's like hearing the heartbeat soundtrack on a Sunday night now and you've got to go back to school. It's like ingrained yeah. in your core kind of like memories, that sound, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> yeah, anyway, we digress. We digress. <laughs> Steph, thank you so, so much for coming on. We're really excited to have you. Uh, before we get going, we actually have one question we need to ask you. And that question is something we ask all of our guests because our favourite saying is the way you look is the least interesting thing about you. So, Steph, putting you on the spot, what is the most interesting thing about you? Probably that I um, originally trained as an electronic engineer and I used oh, to design fabulous. microchips. That is that's so cool. cool. That's a cool <laughs> it's job. It's a bit different. Uh, I mean, I don't do it any longer, but that's what I originally did at university and for like three years out of university. In, in a very weird kind of like, I don't want to be like, oh my God, me too, jump on the bang run, but I used to write for an electronics engineering magazine. What a small world. Oh Steph. my gosh. You might have read wow. an article online. But- <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, cool. So you're both geeks. It's fine. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, so basically, so Steph, then how have you gone from electrical engineering to starting Everybody Outdoors? And if you can sort of give a, an idea to our lovely listeners what Everybody Outdoors is all about. Uh, so I guess my my journey into the outdoors came, I lived in Canada for a few years, um, I was doing a bit of travelling and working on some farms, and my amazing friend Rosemary took me on my first kind of, I guess, proper hike, like big hike when I was there. I guess I'd always thought that that wasn't something I could do because of my body. And like, she knew me really well, she knew my abilities and my fitness levels, and she took me on this hike, and it just, it blew my mind that my body could do that. Like we went oh up gosh. into like the kind of high alpines and I was literally standing on top of the world and it was amazing. And I guess I just caught the bug at that point. And, you know, I did that hike in uh, like a cotton top and a pair of leggings using borrowed equipment. <laughs> like I didn't have anything of my own other than a pair of boots. And when I moved back to the UK, I, I just started going walking on my own. I think because I lacked the confidence that I would be able to keep up with anyone else at that point. And then I guess as I got a bit more confident, I started walking with other people and realised that actually my body could do so many things that I didn't realise it could do. 
but the thing I kept struggling with was clothing and kit, you know, like I was still walking in cotton t-shirts and supermarket leggings. And as I got more and more into it, I kind of, I wanted things that were of higher quality. Like I wanted a decent waterproof that would keep me dry for like a day out on the mountains. And, you know, I did a two week trip in Norway on my own, like hiking and while camping. And I, I kind of needed decent oh kit for that. And I just, I just couldn't get it. And I guess over time, I started talking a little bit more about my struggles to find clothing in my size on social media. And through that, met a kind of group of other women who struggled with exactly the same issues. And so late last year, we kind of got together for a chat and we decided we were actually just going to do something about it. And we've been really inspired by, there's a group called Unlikely Hikers in the States, um, really inspired by what they've done and the change they've managed to achieve. Like brands have changed their sizing and that kind of stuff. So we launched everybody outdoors which is basically a campaigning organization to try to get brands to increase the size of the clothing but also make their clothes fit better because most of them are just graded up from a size Mm. eight and also to ask brands for better representation because whilst fashion some well some fashion brands have got much better at using kind of plus size representation the outdoors industry is still stuck like 20 years ago I mean, I was going to, literally going to tell you why I think that is, but why do you think that is? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think a lot of people who started these brands are like ultra fit men and maybe they're worried they're going to lose their like the illusion of this got to do the hardest, fastest, toughest thing. Maybe they don't think that plus size people can do these things. I'm, I'm with you. I think there is. There must just be in the fitness industry... People don't think that we can do it or that we are allowed to do it. I mean, yeah. obviously, the the thing sitting above everyone's head is the fact that everyone tells us that we can't be fat, yet we're not allowed in the spaces that would allow you to lose weight. Just don't even get me started. But like, Or wear clothes that will allow you to do it. <laughs> yeah, do you know? Yeah. It's just insane. And it just, it frustrates me because I would just love to know, you know, we're 2022. Who is sitting in these rooms making these decisions now? old men like the, the uh, this is it and it's the song at the minute if you i know laura you've yep. heard it but steph you heard it you know i know victoria's secret and it's fact that she's an old man sitting in a room like we people are crying out for this we're begging for it now we're begging for complete diversity in the products in the marketing in everything and we're still not getting it and yeah I'm, it makes me really like angry i'm getting on my high horse laura it makes me really angry yeah i did get told by a white middle-aged man plus size representation like disabled representation is not sexy what the that audacity when i hear things like that like, oh, you, i know ugh. and i just ugh. i i found a piece of research recently that says that also it's actually really positive for your brand kind of how people feel about your brand if you do representation properly i mean so many people are values driven like i buy from companies who i see doing representation well even if it's not something Absolutely. that's directly affecting yeah, me same um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know why they don't want to put plus size people. I mean, partly they don't make the clothes that fit us, I guess. But even the brands that do, you know, you, you look at Mountain Warehouse who go up to a size 28 and still show all their clothes on size 8 or 10 models. One of the things you're also challenging retailers on is about the size charts online because often they're not accurate, are they? And actually, when you are kind of, I say sideline to online shopping, but actually that's true, isn't it? Because we don't have the luxury of shopping on a high street when you're in a bigger body. So the size charts are really important and often they are completely inaccurate and they don't change them. They do it like by a kind of like a standard sizing thing, but say like you don't know if the size come up small. And it's also really hard because 
you know we're in a cost of living crisis so often you know when you're shopping online you've got to order two sometimes three sizes because you just don't know how something's going to come up and that's something that's actually surely that's quite simple wouldn't cost a lot to do to put in place yeah I mean I I reckon for everything every piece of outdoors clothing I managed to buy I probably have to return three things that don't fit me it's just it's so time consuming and I think part of that is inaccurate size charts Sometimes they don't have the right measurements. So, for example, trying to buy a coat when it has your bust measurement but not your hip measurement. And I don't know about you, but, like, the hip measurement's my key measurement. Like, is something going to go around my hips and my bum and my tum? Yes, that, It's, like, the key thing I need to know. But, you know, one of the things we're asking for is just give us the final garment measurement because, you know, potentially I'm Mm -hmm. between a size 20 and a 22. Like, in most high street stuff, I wear a size 20, but... I'm a bit bigger than a lot of the size charts. But if you give me the final measurement of the garment, I can tell whether that's going to fit me or not. Like, and That it's- is so simple, but that is literally what I need as well. Because, oh my God, yes. Why have I never thought of that? Yeah. yeah, and I would also love to see it standardised across like all retailers as well because like so often like you go to one retailer and it's only through shopping with them for a little while you know that they come up smaller, they come up like more generous. So like Monsoon, yeah. for example, I'm about a size 26, sometimes a 28. It really depends, but I seem to be able to get into their 24s or their XXL, which is a 22 to 24. But I can only get in some of the things, <laughs> depends on the cut and the fabric, and others, I literally could not get past my knees. Yeah. Some places run really small, and I'm like struggling to get into a size 28. I mean, it, I'd be lying if I said that it doesn't affect your self-esteem. Like, I, I think I have got yeah. to a point now where I, I genuinely don't really care. I'd just rather it fit and I'm comfortable. And it's not even like a plus-size problem. Loads of people talk about, like, Zara and H&M, like, for their sizing. And it's just... It almost feels like they're just... The whole... I don't want to be, like, the patriarchy again. But it just feels like it is like a conspiracy to make women feel shit about themselves. I don't I don't understand why it isn't standard across like the whole board. I know. I think I've really I've really come to a place of kind of peace with my measurements, if that makes sense. I think a lot of people have struggled with like sizes, but like knowing my hip measurement, my bust measurement, my uh waist measurement and stuff and then being able to relate that to stuff. And like it's not just clothing as well. I've been doing some work with Alp Kit on their equipment. So I went and tried on all their sleeping bags. I saw your video recently. of that and I just loved it but um as a result they've now updated with measurements for all of the sleeping bags so that you can look on their website and tell if something's going to fit you or not i mean i don't even want to go into a shop and try on sleeping bags in the middle of an outdoor shop (laughs) no that doesn't sound fun especially not in like middle of summer (laughs) it's not exactly something you take into the the changing rooms with you either it's like you know it's (laughs) just the rustling and the jumping up and down like trying to get you okay and then madam no not fucking really but okay and like do you know what I, i didn't even consider that you know steph you saying that and i watched your video on the sleeping bag and with so many things that we've talked about on this podcast, it was not something I had even considered. And then that is just then another barrier that's put in place as a person in a bigger body for wanting to go outdoors. Everyone wants to go outdoors. Outdoors is fabulous. There's so much to be had out there. And like, we all live in the UK and it's like lovely stuff out there, want to go out there. But there's so many barriers to even get yourself out the bloody door. And yeah. I just think what you're doing is so great. 
Yeah, I mean, even things like paddle boarding. I tried paddle boarding recently. It did not go well for me. And I was like, (laughs) oh, it's because I'm fat. Like, obviously, like, I just, I don't, you know, I'm fit. I don't have any balance, blah, blah, blah. And then I was chatting to somebody online and she said, no, you're not shit at it. The paddle board just probably wasn't wide enough for you. And actually, if you got a slightly bigger paddle board, I'm 100% confident you would have absolutely nailed it. Obviously, that then comes at a price. Yeah. And then even things like the wetsuits, there was one company in the UK that makes the wetsuit. I got mine from, this is not an ad or a plug, I bought it myself, but I'm just shouting out because I get asked all the time. Lomo Water Sport is yeah. the only place I could find that did a wetsuit in a size 26. And they sell out. They sell out so much and it was four times the price of any others. And I'm like, yeah. ah. With the sleeping bags, it's like, if you can't, you know, like you can go and go to go outdoors and probably find a sleeping bag that fits you. But if you want a wild camp, like if you want to walk and carry your stuff and camp like in the middle of dark, more or something you need a small lightweight technical sleeping bag mm. and so that j- it just instantly rules that out as an option for people and the same way that like if you can't get a climbing harness that fits you you can't go climbing and that that's something we hear a lot is climbing harnesses like above about a size 22 it's really difficult to get a decent climbing harness personal flotation devices if you're serious about water sports you end up having to wear a large like a man's one and then that doesn't fit around your boobs and you can sit in the wrong place in the water you know it's when it starts to become about safety yeah again i'm just baffled that we're sitting here in 2022 and this just hasn't been thought of or talked about and the fact that you've come along and made this organization to campaign for it it's so needed yeah, it just still astounds me the lack of kind of the, the basic clothing, like a waterproof. So I'm a size 20. For the first time in my life a month ago, I got a decent waterproof, like that fits me and what? keeps me dry. Above a size 18, like you, until recently, you just there was no technical clothing, full stop. You know, you can get entry level outdoors gear. So up to a size 22, you can go to somewhere like Go Outdoors and you can pick up uh, like a fairly standard entry level waterproof that will keep you dry on a short walk in the countryside. Whether that's suitable for kind of proper like going up into the mountains or multi-day walks, like it's bulky, it's heavy. It You know, if you get stuck in a real rain shower, it's going to soak you through. Uh, but above a size 22, you know, you've basically got mountain warehouses, your only real option. You know, it's pretty entry level stuff. And there's a lot of people out there who want to do more stuff and can't. You know, I was reflecting on how the lack of a waterproof had affected me. And it's it's not stopped me doing things, but it's made everything so much more stressful. Like I've had to carry like extra layers because I know I'm going to get drenched through after a while and then you know I need a, I need a bigger bag because my waterproof is huge because I've got a man's waterproof and it's like Michelin man around my shoulders to, <laughs> to fit around my hips and it is just you know like I'm aware of the fact that I now have a waterproof but so many people don't and you just think about all the people it's not just the people who are currently doing the outdoors activities who are struggling to get by but it's all the people who who aren't doing it you know that person who went into the outdoor shop to try and get a waterproof couldn't one find one that fitted the assistant told them to go and shop in the men's section um they felt really shamed and left you know and they never did that thing it's like how many people are not doing this stuff because that first step is a barrier yeah we often talk about like the fashion industry like being a very exclusive place rather than inclusive and the kind of like the world of sport but i think I think it's especially true when you think of this kind of like the outdoor activities because I don't know about you Lauren but I I've always felt like it wasn't for people like me like I haven't even or hadn't even really 
considered it because like exactly like you said like even just buying like a raincoat or like getting the equipment to fit or even hiking boots like I'm a size nine wide feet so even just finding the right shoes feels kind of impossible to be honest with you so I'm so glad that you're doing what you're doing I'm really interested to know like what kind of response you've had from retailers now you said that obviously you've had some success but what's been the general vibe and have you actually seen change so I think a minority of of real engagement and a huge amount of nothing um I would say uh so some of the smaller kind of values driven brands so like Alpkit have been amazing the first day we launched they got in touch with us and we actually worked with them on making sure their size 20 fits so they changed the fit of the clothing based on our feedback so the trousers have a higher rise so they kind of come over your belly and you know some other kind of input and you know I'm working with them on the equipment and we're looking beyond a size 20 at where to go next and we've had some other kind of conversations with like a few other brands that are kind of in quite early stages I guess but I guess the big the big players no engagement from at all and it's just not surprising is it I'm not surprised by it and again we've spoken about it before on the podcast but you know thinking back to the controversy of the bigger mannequin showing bigger sizes for workout mm-hmm. stuff who by the way was a size 14 which is below the oh, national average cry. <laughs> yeah but you know obviously it's outrageous yep. we're so far, you're so right outdoors and i think fitness to an extent is still so far behind to even where fashion is it's getting there mm-hmm. slowly it's still not the same yeah but for a space where we we're really encouraging people to get outdoors or get moving for their well-being not for aesthetic reasons and yet there's this massive barrier that comes around where you can't get the equipment so for me like I know the outdoors is for me but I'm also scared about doing these things because I think I'm not going to be able to physically Mm -hmm. if I can feel brave enough to go somewhere to do something like a hike um you know I went to Edinburgh at Christmas last year and we walked up to Arthur's seat I thought I was gonna fucking die but like (laughs) it was really hard if I've been brave enough and as you know big brave girl but been brave enough to get outside to do that it's not going to take a lot for me to walk in somewhere to try and find something that fits and them saying no and then that's it I'm not going to do it again and that's me saying this so I know that so many people listen to the podcast will be exactly the same yeah I think those entry points though into the outdoors are so important like I'm really I'm really lucky like I my sister when I first got into walking lent me um loads and loads of walks to go off and do on my own and I could already read a map so I already had some basic skills maps and everything (laughs) yeah I think for a lot of people (laughs) that like first step like you know say you decide you want to go for a walk and your friends are potentially a lot fitter than you and you don't feel comfortable walking with them. You don't feel comfortable going and joining a, or like a walking group. How do you how do you get into that? I was, do you know what? I was going to ask you this because I want to start. I'm feeling very, very unfit in my body and like, you know, a walk to the shop's going to make me out of breath at the minute. I want to start getting outdoors. What is your tips for people that want to get outdoors in, in whatever way possible? How are we starting? I think there are, you know, there's some really great books and websites with really simple walks on them. Like, don't start trying to climb Snowden. Like, you know, think start small <laughs> and build up to it. It's like, it does take time to build your fitness, especially when it comes to hills. Like, I'm still slow up hills. I'm always going to be slow up hills. Like, even at my fittest, I was still slow up hills. If you can find someone local to you to walk with, and like, long term, one of the things we want to do with everybody outdoors is is kind of try and build that community side of stuff and kind of try to bring groups together. Like, it's happening a bit informally at the moment, but it we can't really do it in a structured way yet because we've 
grown quite quickly, I guess. But, you know, like I'm running courses. I, I did some courses in this spring and I'm doing some more this autumn, which are like plus size mountain skills courses, which are for plus size people That's who so cool. want to learn can more skills. Come? Yeah. Yeah, can we come? <laughs> yeah, totally. It's, it's, you know, it's a weekend course, basically, where you learn about what kind of clothing and equipment you need to take with you, which obviously I do that bit. Oh so it's like geared for plus size bodies. It talks about safety. It talks about route planning. It talk, You learn some basic navigation. But most of all, it's done in a plus size exclusive group. So that like nobody's worried about being the slowest. Nobody's worried that people are going to look at them if they have to stop for a break because we all understand these problems that and how that feels. That is so good. Like I'm literally buzzing that you've done that. That's amazing. Yeah. But I think like, the, more, the more I've started like seeing other people doing things, like everybody outdoors has inspired me so much. Like I came into this as a hiker. And then since then, like, I've got really back into cycling um, because I've been inspired by seeing so many other people doing it. And I I went paddleboarding, which is something I can categorically say I would never have done before. <laughs> Did you like it? Um, I did. I'm not sure I'm a paddleboarder. I, I think I'm a kayaker. Oh, my God. I'd love to do kayaking. Yeah. But again, it's like, you know, it's finding a setting that feels safe. So I I kayaked once before, but recently I got back into a kayak and I realised that what made me feel safe was I did it around a couple of people I felt okay being vulnerable around. Like, you know, like I could say to people my concerns and it's just, I feel sometimes in the outdoors because people are kind of looking at me that I feel like I hold the weight for all plus size people. Like if I fail at this, if I go climbing and I can't do it, people are going to think plus size people can't climb. And it's just like this huge weight on it. And then I I just realised I've got to let go of that and just have fun and enjoy it. And yeah, and give it a go. That's the most important thing, isn't it? Because I think like you said, like I went surfing recently and I could, could I do it? No, but I gave it a go. I stayed the course. I'm inspired because my friend wants to go surfing with me and I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I saw your post about it and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go surfing. Yay! Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I called the surfing centre to ask about wetsuits in advance. Oh my goodness, she's going surfing. I am going to go surfing at some point, but I think it is. it is. It's about finding those spaces that feel okay to try things yeah, and feel definitely. okay to test out. Like, you know, am I going to like climbing? I don't know. Can I do it? I don't know. But, you know, like we did, one of the people who runs Everybody Outdoors is a climber and I did an Instagram live with her where I got to ask her all my stupid questions. Like, is the rope going? Yes. Break. is the harness gonna go over my ass how does it work with somebody belaying me when I weigh more than them and I just got to get all of those questions out and ask them and then I was like okay now I f- would feel so much more comfortable going into a climbing gym with all of these kind of like anxieties in my head because it's a fear of the unknown isn't it yeah that's the thing as well I remember the first thing I ever did was going to an aqua park for this Hindu this was a while ago now and I was terrified and I was like I'm not going to do it I'm not going to do it because the wetsuit won't fit and the wetsuit won't, won't fit and I must admit it was very close to not fit and it was very tight and it was too long because it was a men's one so my arms and legs were like all over the bleeding place I mean I was literally walking like a fucking potato I, it was just <laughs> it was awful like honestly I was so potato with a PFD on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh, it was hard but it is the fear of the unknown I think that's why it's so important that people like you are doing what you do because like I see it and I go oh I could do that that's amazing mm. there's another lady that I follow on Instagram who's fantastic she's called the plus size paddler oh yeah she's amazing she's great isn't she um, and she's also running like groups just for plus size people because it is that fear of the unknown and you don't want to feel like 
I feel like growing up, I was always the fat one. And like, you know, you were saying about you being the, not the poster girl, but like you felt there's maybe some pressure on you. And I feel like, you know, growing up, I definitely felt that I didn't want to be seen to not being able to do things because it's like, I'm not so embarrassing enough. When I was younger, I was embarrassed about what I looked like. So yeah, I guess the importance of having it a go and, and seeing other people in the similar bodies doing it is really inspiring. I've been so like amazed by what my body can do as well. Like that's the thing. It's like I think a lot of plus size people have a challenging relationship with things like the gym because of like the weight loss yes. agenda that goes with everything. Yeah, However, when yeah. I'm in the outdoors, like I feel strong. Like I love fe- that feeling of feeling fitter and it doesn't come with any of that negativity or that challenge for me. It's like I'm in a beautiful place. I'm doing something. Sometimes it's a bit hard, but oh my God, the like the views, the places I've been to are so worth that. Like I went to Norway for two weeks on my own. I carried everything I needed on my pack. I camped and that was like, I walked 160 miles on my own. And that was like, what? that's incredible. the most incredible experience of my I feel life. I tired just thinking about it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, our, you know, there was so much stuff our bodies can do. You know, like mm. I built up to it. I did train for it, but it was also... Like, I mean, my training was going for a walk, which is something I love doing. And I think it's about finding, I mean, we're really about trying to inspire people to find the joy in the outdoors and like to find those places that make them feel happy and the thing that makes them feel happy. Like, you know, whether that's swimming in cold water, whether that's going for a bike ride down a crazy steep hill, which is not my idea of fun. Um, Do you know what? To me, that sounds really fun. (laughs) I think I want like the threat of... So yes, the thing, I love cycling. I love going really fast. I love roller coasters, right? I need the threat of death. (laughs) at any point so like go, like literally going down makes no sense about like when you know me as a person but going down a hill really fast on a bike honestly that sounds really exciting is that a thing can Maybe I do that mountain biking is your thing and you can get e-bikes even mountain bikes now as well so that like whole like oh I don't know if I can do that like suddenly what yeah that sounds amazing <laughs> I'm glad you feel like that about it. my whole life. I'm Googling it. (laughs) Okay, cool. So I'm just, you know, I'll be the poster girl for the e-mountain bike and I'm not even kidding. I'm Googling it right now. Laura's the poster child for the swimming. Yes. Yeah, I'm loving that. And I'll be that. But it's, it is knowing that these things are available to us because I, there are things that like in my head, you just mentioning rock climbing, I haven't even thought about that as a thing since being bigger because I'm like, there is physically no way I could do it. Oh, yeah, but, you can. But this is it. If I can see somebody in, who's in a body that's similar to me, then why can't I do it? And there's so many people out there who are stopping themselves from doing something because of their body or because they're worried about their fitness levels. And it is seeing people doing it. It's so inspiring. Yeah. And I think, I think one of the biggest things I can say to people is diversify your Instagram feed like find some of these people and like we do a lot of kind of sharing stories from our community of people and it's just like find these people and follow them because like that's what's inspired me I'm exactly the same I didn't think I mean I've been to a bouldering gym once but I didn't think I could really become a climber and then through seeing some of the amazing badass plus size climbers I'm like maybe I could do that I mean it would take some work when you know a bit of practicing but it's totally my body is not the barrier to doing that that I think it is that you're so right it's not it's with any of these things it is your mind and yes we you might have to work up to get there and safety first but your body isn't the barrier oh my gosh I was just I was going to say is I think you know like we're we're 
talking a little bit about technical clothing, but also you can go outdoors in a pair of leggings and a t-shirt. Like you don't need, if you're just going for a day walk, if you're just going like, you know, down by the river, through some woodland, whatever, you don't need technical kit. Like, you know, it's it's only mm. when you start doing more serious stuff like mountaineering that you start to really need that stuff. So I don't want people to feel like that's something that they shouldn't do. I mean, it might be a bit more comfortable if you have the right clothing, but, you know, I walked for two weeks in Norway with a pair of leggings I've got from Tesco's, a Marks and Spencer's shirt, you know, like it, these things are doable. Yeah, and it comes to accessibility as well, you know, and affordability. But I wanted to ask, because I saw on your Instagram feed earlier, caving right (laughs) so like can you just give me like a little list of all these outdoor activities that we can inspire our listeners to do because there are some things in there that I just didn't even think about aka caving (laughs) I mean like within the people in the community like there's such a range there's people who hike we've got people who do ultra marathons we've got people who run we've got people who run ultra marathons we've got people who swim people who kayak people who canoe people who sail got caving climbing bouldering off-road kind of mountain biking road biking like anything that you can do outdoors plus size people are doing And it's just like, we need to fight to see them. Just because we don't see them doesn't mean they don't exist. Um, And that's why we want that representation, because I think it's so important. Like, if you see yourself represented, you feel like you're welcome, like the outdoors is for you. You feel inspired that you could do that. And I think, you know, like, I struggle because I face a lot of judgment when I'm on the outdoors from people who presume I don't know what I'm doing. So people who presume I'm a beginner when I'm hiking because of right. the way I look. Yes, I can imagine that. Yeah, yeah. I cl- I remember climbing Merrick, which is the highest mountain in southern Scotland, and I was on my own. And uh, a guy at the like kind of trailhead stopped and chatted to me, and he's like, "Oh, so what walk are you doing?" And I was like, um, "I'm going up Merrick," and he was like oh and you know he just couldn't hide like (laughs) the shock and judgment from his face and I know it's not you know it's not maliciously meant but what is those microaggression like micro incidents that happen the internalized fat phobia and I also imagine it would be like good for you kind of comments as well I bet you get those all the encouragement (laughs) oh my god the good for you you're almost there you can do it it's like yeah I know I do this walk all the time I know I can do it you know is that like a badass moment for you though like when when people do give you the the patronizing and the real like dicky good for you and you're just like yeah okay watch me go yeah totally and then you see them at the top and you're like (laughs) I had a lovely time, thank you. Or occasionally, very occasionally on a bike, I overtake somebody. Doesn't happen very often, but very occasionally I overtake someone on a bike. And I like to think they see my fat ass cycling away in front of them and go, oh. <laughs> Hugh Queen's fat bottom girls playing in the background. Oh, fat yeah, literally, I'd want that on a little boombox on yeah. the back. Fat bottom girls. You So that's something we wanted to ask you about is, is the judgment. Because I think that's the thing that would stop people going as well. I don't want people looking at me. And I'm, I remember when we, when I climbed Arthur's Sea, I felt like people were looking at me because I was really out of breath. I even cried at one point because I felt like such a failure. Mm. Like, do you get a lot of judgment from it? And have you got judgment since starting Everybody Outdoors as well? I mean, most of the kind of judgments, it's, it's pretty subtle. Like, I've never had somebody outright um saying something to me and I think it's just it's trying to turn it on its head 
instead of feeling judged, I try to say, think of the fact that I've educated someone today. You know, I've taught somebody something yeah, today, yeah. you know, like, and I don't always want to be that person. But I, you know, instead of feeling judged, I hope they feel surprised. And it might be less surprised next time they see somebody doing it. I think for a lot of plus size people, like, it is a really emotional thing. And that's why one of the reasons I wanted to do the courses was because I've had those moments of like self-doubt or worry that people are going to stare at me. Like cycling, I get them all the time. Like halfway up a hill, my partner has stopped and come back because he's like, where is she? And I'm just having a little cry by the side of the road because I, I oh, have okay, that. So it happens. Oh, right, yeah, okay, no, good. So that, not just me. <laughs> I have the total fear of failure. And like, you know, I feel like I'm letting myself down. And I think that really comes down to me in some things. Like sometimes I feel really light, like paddleboarding for the first time when I fell in, it was hilarious because I was with one of my friends and yeah. that's the mind space I was in. Whereas cycling with my partner, who does quite a lot of cycling, like I really internalize that. And I think it's realizing for me that mm. I have control over that and it's not easy and it's a battle, but every single time that it happens, I'm able to kind of sit and breathe through it. And it, the next time it has less of a hold on me, you know, like, and just trying to kind of process what's going on and realise what's going on. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the judgment with everybody outdoors, we haven't had a huge amount yet. Uh, I guess we're still relatively new as a platform. I know it's probably going to come like we've had one troll so far, but I know a lot of people in the kind of plus size community. So Jenny Bruso, who started Unlikely Hikers in the States, deals with a lot of it. Um, we're able to do what we're doing because of her. Like she's been pioneering this for years in the States and she's the reason that a lot of extended sizings happened there. For me, be, having people I can talk about this stuff with, like we have a Facebook group, which is just for plus size people. So the Instagram, anyone can follow, but the Facebook group is just for plus size folk. And it's such an amazing community, a bit like your own kind of community group it for people to be able to share their experiences and talk about it and process it with people who understand yeah in a safe place with people who understand because if I say to some of my non-plus size friends what happened you know they don't necessarily always understand what I'm going through whereas I say it to someone else and they're like oh my god I know exactly that thing like you know like when you just said oh my god it's not just me it's like yeah you need that like shared experience with someone because yeah someone who's slimmer just you know they can be empathetic but they don't get and you just want to be like oh my god yeah no I know and you saying mm-hmm. that you sometimes are on cycles and you've cried like I've done that too when I've gone on a bike and I can't keep up with my friends and I've cried because I feel like shit so it's nice that I know that I'm not alone with that and I think touching on what you said as well about um going and having that safe space is doing these activities with people that you feel comfortable with so there's been a few things that I've done where I felt like my fitness has made me really upset that I can't do it. So, you know, walking up after the seat, going on that bike ride, there was something else at Hendu a few years ago. And I cried because I was like so frustrated with myself. But I was with my friends and all of them, I mean, I, I guarantee you, none of them will probably remember these these situations. And they were all so lovely to me. They were like, Lauren, please don't worry about it. It's really not a big deal. And they were lovely and supportive mm. so if you're trying something for the first time going with somebody that you know and trust is really good or find yourself a new friend who might empathize with it on you know your facebook group our facebook group because they're there they're ready to go and do these wonderful adventures outdoors with you a lot of people have said this and it is absolutely true in my experience that the open water swimming community is just one of the most open and friendly that you could ever come across i don't feel like i've ever really like been patronized like good for you uh, and all of that stuff there's just people from all walks of life all different ages abilities sizes shapes 
and I'm sure that's like that for others but obviously I can't speak from personal experience but for anyone thinking about getting into open water swimming I would definitely definitely say that as well one thing I did want to ask you Steph is like obviously you're a badass and it's amazing what you're doing (laughs) and you seem very confident in yourself which I love have there been points like you sort of mentioned about the crying the crying on the bike where it has impacted how you felt about your body either kind of now or I don't know growing up or in the past I mean I I grew up with a really negative relationship with my body like I was large my whole life and I was always the largest if that makes sense out of everybody I knew and you know like I grew up in an era when the only plus size clothes you could get were from Evans which was fine (laughs) and I think I I, yeah I struggled my whole life with it it was it was all about what my body wasn't and couldn't do you know it was like my body's not beautiful my body's not fit my body's not this it can't do this it can't do that and I think actually for me the outdoors has changed that narrative completely like it's it's I'm not saying I don't have my off days I'm not saying I don't have my days where I like look at my legs and my shorts I now wear shorts by the way um which yes (laughs) um, uh, (laughs) but I'm not saying I don't have days when I don't like I don't feel crap about my body but generally it's changed that narrative it's shown me what my body can do it's shown me what my body is and is capable of and I think that's such a been such a positive shift for me and yeah there's moments along the way where you know I haven't been able to do things and that's been really really hard but I think the whole overall experience has been such a positive thing for me and you know and maybe it's also getting older for me as well and uh having a bit more of a fuck it kind of attitude I don't know if I'm yes. that on. she's joined the fuck it club everybody so I started wearing shorts last year because it was I was too hot to hike so I got a pair of shorts to hike in and now the legs are not going back yeah get your meat not going back inside the leggings and like <laughs> hiking in leggings I'm wearing shorts right now you know it's just like I, I live in shorts this summer yes. you know I look at my legs now and I'm like they are strong they've carried me to places you know yes they're chubby at the top and you know whatever but it's you know it's almost like I have a different story they have a different story to tell now because of the things they have done you know right from that first walk I went on when it was like my body you know my legs took me up a mountain I think that's so lovely and I think there are so many people out there who will be ready to make that shift in their mind as well me being one of them of like I'm ready to think something else about my body other than feel negative about it I want to feel that my body is taking me out for that walk do you know what I mean it's got me doing I'd love to try kayaking and sailing I literally love being on boats like take me to all the boats all the <laughs> time find a rich sugar daddy. I want that please <laughs> I do uh, like jet like jet skis and stuff like that I want to do it all so I'm so ready to change that narrative with my body as well I think that's really lovely Steph I think that's yeah you're amazing oh thank you um and what, I just want to go back to <laughs> somebody said a nice thing and I look embarrassed um guess go back <laughs> I just you want to do that it's so British isn't it I know it's like when people say like I like your dress and you have to be like yeah, it, it's got pockets. Oh, it was in the sale. Primark. Not that I can say that because I can't shop in Primark, but anyway, you we move. Like, even, even down to when someone says happy birthday, you're like, yeah, you too. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate British. Anyway, sorry, that was it. Um, when you were talking about kind of doing things with your friends or whatever, I think one of the things I've tried to get comfortable with is talking to people before we do something. If I go on a hike with somebody I've not hiked with before, I'll kind of say... I'll ask how far we're going, what it's going to be like or whatever. Like, I'll explain that I'm, you know, I go quite slowly up hills. And what I need is if they go ahead of me, I need them to wait for me and then wait till I'm ready to move on. 
you know, not do that thing where like they go ahead up the hill, you get them and then they move immediately on. Yeah. And I think like it's, it's getting rid of that un- unknown factor of it again. And it can just feel really hard to have those moments of vulnerability sometimes. And it's just like, it's just sometimes about taking the step. And then the more I've done it, you know, like calling up the surfing place and asking about their wetsuits. It's like the woman was super helpful, talked me through everything, you know, explained what they've got. You know, I, we talked about my sizing and that kind of stuff. And it was like, okay, that's fine. It was a relatively easy phone call. But now I know that when I go, all of that anxiety will not be there. I love that. Yeah, being vulnerable is hard, but I think it's worth it if you can open yourself up to new experiences and new adventures outdoors as well. I love that. So what would you say to anyone who thinks the outdoors isn't for them? What, you know, in one kind of sentence, what would your, you know, advice be? I mean, the mountains do not care if you're a size 8 or a size 28. Like, the outdoors is there for everybody. Come find the plus size outdoors community and be inspired as to what your body can do. I want to do that! I want Me and to Lauren do that. now want to trek up mountains with you. And I never thought I would say that. I'm going to be honest with you. Come for a walk with me. We need to do some sort of hybrid, go love yourself, everybody outdoors, like casual informal hike or something. How do you feel about this? Uh, I think that sounds absolutely amazing. I'd be really up for that. Oh my God, I'd love it. And I just think... You know, for people to get together who are completely like-minded and will feel so safe. Oh my God, I just think it'll be lovely. Right, okay, listeners, you've heard it here first. We're going to arrange something and we will let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I'm not a hiker. and Well, it scares me a little bit because I feel like I'd just be out of breath the whole time. But after speaking with Steph, I want to do a hiking meet up with whoever the yeah. hell wants to come i'd be doing so it at a that. slower pace with like-minded people of similar fitness levels i feel like i would definitely be up for that and if you're listening let us know if that's something that you'd be up for as well we'd love to hear from you and have you seen as well there's been lots more little groups being set up in our facebook community i have yeah so there's this go love yourself running group that erica has set up so it looks like it all happened after Teresa posted about the half marathon that she's training for whoop, whoop. and then after that erica did a post saying that she's set up a go love yourself running community facebook group so they'll be chatting all things running events chafing of course (laughs) motivation and support and by support i'm talking bras and also you know like mental (laughs) support (laughs) i love that so much and you know obviously this this episode has been very heavy talk about you know going outside doing activities and stuff like that but it goes without saying that if you don't want to do that you don't have to do that your body is fabulous just as is and you can do it or can't do it we just want to make sure that you know that you've got the option if you want to and if you don't like running that's fine i don't either i if i ran i'd have two black eyes babes it'd be a she bloody would. nightmare it's in the size is... of those jugs honestly <laughs> honestly it would not be okay there's not a sports bra in the world i feel like but i don't know maybe maybe that's it actually if you've got really big boobs if you've got a sports bra that works for you please get in touch because sweet jesus i don't want the black eyes anyway anyway thank you all so much for listening uh we really hope you enjoyed this episode and definitely make sure you check out the brighton meetup we'll be back with a new episode next tuesday so we'll see you then bye crowd network a place where you belong hello i'm la 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 let me explain and this is it's not you it's them but it might be you I'm here to answer all your questions around love, relationships, sex, dating dilemmas and anything else you throw my way. 
Join me three times a week as we work through the depths of this intimacy pool together. From Sony Music Entertainment, listen and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts.